To episode number one hundred and forty-two, ish podcast. One hundred forty-two-ish. Following the debacle at FedEx Field, dude. dude. Seriously, you always use that word debacle when we do. Well, this one was debacle. The debacle. We were one play away from winning that game. Yes, one really kick, one fumble, one other fumble. One bad snap and a fumble. Dude, why you bring what? that up? Why what was Lee Torrance try to be a hero? Dude, why was Lee Torrance covering their number two? Another hero, number two? Dude, seriously. <laughs> why was Lee Torrance covering their number two at the end of the game? Because they sent a uh, blitz. Why were they blitzing when we had them at like third and 16, well, well out of field goal range? Greg Blosh, I guess, was smelling the blood. He thought he had them uh, taken care of. He also thought Lee Torrance knew how to uh, keep his head on a swivel like a professional and turn the hell around. I don't know, but but I'm going to get back to this debacle thing for a minute. I think that uh, we need to try to use some other sort of noun. We we need to expand our vocabulary. Yeah. Let let me give you some examples. All right. This past week's game was a fiasco. Not only that, it was a failure. It was a catastrophe. It was a disaster, a mess, a ruin, a downfall, a collapse, a defeat. It was an informal foul-up, a screw-up, a hash, a botch, a washout, and a foul-up. Informal foul-up? An informal foul-up. I think that's what you did in the bathroom before we started recording. (laughs) A screw-up, a hash, a botch, a washout, a snafu. A hash. Snafu. That's the one I'm going to use for today. A hash. Dude, that game was a complete snafu. Like cluster, <laughs> it, was, it was a it was a cluster. <laughs> that game was such an informal foul up. <laughs> no, it was formally a foul up. All right, let's talk about the game. Let's I believe... talk about the game. Do we want to talk about the game first? Or do we want to talk about the, uh, the the huge amount of roster moves going on in Redskins land? No, I want to talk about the game first. Big, exciting big news! Exciting big news, dudes. Oh, we got, we got to go chronological. We got to go chronological here. Yeah, game I, happened I, before why, why the can't science. we bust the mold, you know? Dude, I'm going to bust the mold if you don't stop. We don't need another hero. Dude, I'm going to bust your mold. <laughs> <laughs> and, John, right. if you sing that we don't need another hero thing one more time, I'm going to climb through this phone and kick your... <laughs> Dude, that would be such an informal foul-up if you did that. Oh, my God. Pilar? All right, Dude, go ahead. Snafu. All right, let's talk about the snafu. Okay. First of all, who called it? First of all, who called it? Aaron. Aaron called John and Aaron called John and I every two minutes because we were watching the game together. Yeah, Josh was actually at a uh, Harry Hark Studios East, um, in in the Tidewater area, and we were watching the game. Getting a little anxious, but Aaron kept calling. He was just like, "Dudes!" <laughs> like every time he called, answer the phone, "Yo." John and I were like, dude, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, I, I thought for sure. I was like, that's all right. They're going to be all right later on. And then after the, at halftime, I was like, dude, don't worry. They're going to make adjustments in the second half and, and take care of business. No, dude, that's not what you said. You said, I guarantee I did that they will make adjustments and win the game. And therefore, I well, I'm not even going to say who I'm giving my kick to, but I think you Taking can guess. Care of business. Um. Anyway, let's go through. Let's walk through that play right before halftime. There. Which play? The infamous snafu of Pete Kendall, two thousand eight. How much? How much do we really need to walk through through it? Other than now, this week, hopefully they're practicing having Lyman dive on ball. 
Dude, Zorn has already come out and said he's not doing that. And uh, <laughs> He's not doing yeah, what? Yeah, seriously, Pete Kendall was trying to make a play. He was. And instead, he got the ball stripped out. Probably should have fallen on the ball, but, you know. Dude, have you seen Pete Kendall? Look at his arms. There's no room between his arm and his body for the ball. How's he supposed to hold it? It'll be, it'll be squeezed out like a tube of toothpaste. Dude, he wasn't supposed <laughs> to hold it. He was supposed to what? knock it to the ground, or at least fall on it if he thought it may have been a fumble. Dude, I give the guy props for catching the ball. He's a lineman. Yeah. Dude. He caught That's it. probably the first time he's touched the ball in nine years. How many, or how many <laughs> years has he been playing? Like 12? It's probably the first time he's touched the football in 10 years. All right, so you guys aren't blaming him? No, because I don't believe I, I don't believe I believe that the team should have been in position to have uh, won the game. Besides that, even though that was probably at least a ten point swing. Oh, they were. Did he mess up? Yeah, but do I think he deserves a kick for that? No, not me. He me- he messed up trying to do the trying to do a good thing. Yeah, he did, he was trying to do the right thing. It wasn't like Lee Torrance going, "Uh, what do I do? <laughs> should I turn around?" Seriously, the entire stadium is probably yelling, "Turn the ass around!" I know, dude. Like, well, what? Turn your head around. Because the receiver was pretty much just Rami, hanging out there waiting Rami for the ball. <laughs> he waited like ten <laughs> seconds for it to get there, and Lee Torrance is just like, "La da da." And it's not like the receiver was all like Santana Moss, like 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 sneaky, like he puts his arms up at the very last second to catch the ball. Because Santana was like, Moss was so good about that. He was just like, arms out, like, here it comes. He was like, flapping his wings down. The Still like, coming. Ooh, I think with, over the ball. My hands are up. I'm open. I think <laughs> Lee Torrance was still yelling at Hazlitt on the sideline from earlier in the game. <laughs> what was that all about? Yeah, that was a little odd as well. Disrespecting the other coach. Like, dude, you just I got burned. Know, and now you're yelling? Well, that was a little odd. Now you're I yelling blame him much coach? more than I blame uh Kendall. Although, I mean, you know, the blitz didn't get there, but still, dude's got to turn around, man. Dude, it, it's hard to. It's dude, honestly, of mine. Yeah. it was like one of those things for me where if you had to absolutely, if you were forced to pick some one person that that the game fell to off on, it was Lee Torrance for me. It was like when that happened, everything went right down to Lee Torrance. And I was like, yep, yep, man. Lee yeah. Torrance. All right, anyway. Did he, well, get, cut? Did with, he get cut today? With that no, being said, dude. Cut, but we got some more coming up. Sorry, with, Aaron. With that being said, then. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. Um, Lee Torrance. John? <laughs> I guess I can't Lee pick Torrance. Lee Torrance. Uh, um... <laughs> Well, let's see. Um, you know, I'd really like to cut or uh, kick uh, Durant Brooks, but we're going to talk about him a little bit. So I'm going to kick damn Casey Robach, Raybach, for his bad snap. Because he has, like, one big, huge penalty in each game. Oh, yeah, that's the, uh, you know. He's a brainy guy, but sometimes his brain's like getting in the way. <laughs> yeah, maybe the brain's got in the way, and that made the ball kick off to the left there. So, uh, dude, what got oh. me is after after the game, he was out there on Comcast, like with B Mitch and those guys, like sitting there, like giving his breakdown of the game, acting all serious, talking about you know the things that the Redskins did. And I'm like, dude, shut up! You're <laughs> you were one of the problems. Yeah, and, and yes. another thing that I was wrong about, I'm all like, Jansen deserves to be the starter again. Jansen's been great, and he did not have a very good game at all. And then seeing him out there at the Comcast table, like, talking and joking around, I was like, dude, if I had had as, as weak of a game as you did, I, I don't think I would have been out there, like, joking around and talking. I know. Not with the money you get paid. Yeah. He gets paid a lot. <laughs> but, yeah. So my kick goes to Raybach because I'm sick of him like having his one screw up in every game, or more than one in every game, or more than one on every drive, or two on one drive, killing touchdowns on the same drive. Dude, and on one run, he held twice that one time. <laughs> well, I knew who so I'm that's giving my kick. To. The only guy that I know that can hold twice on a run. I'm giving my kick to none other than Durant Brooks. Oh, dude, you're. You're cruel. 
You're cruel. 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 What's cruel is that if we had to punt, if we had to punt from any anywhere on our side of the field, they got the ball on our side of the field. That's cruel. Twenty yard punt. But dude, you're like rubbing salt in the wound with that, man. And some of those would have been even worse, but um, no, they rolled like an extra twenty yards. Yeah, he did have two end up inside the twenty, but it was because one rolled like like he said the twenty yards, and another one rolled like two yards. That was when the boo birds really started coming out on him. Was that second one? Are you just you just have to kick him because because um, he can't kick anything himself, kick, or because you can't ever kick him anymore? I could kick him some more, Pilar, if I wanted to. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we got the kicks out of the way. So, um, John, you were talking about John Jansen, right? Yes, sir. Time for the O-Line Report with John Adams. I think it was more of a uh, no-line report. Although, altogether, they didn't do a bad job. But, you know, Danton had a, had a I, think it, I think it at least one false start, and he got beat once really badly. Uh, Ray many, Bach, we all know what he did. How and, many sacks did he do? And they got dinged up, and they had to put Fabini in there, left, uh, left tackle. They did open some gaping holes for Clinton Portis, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the line, the line itself altogether did not do very bad. Did no. not do very badly. But uh, yeah, just Raybach, Rawbach, whatever that Bach is name Raw. is. Raw. Really, man, just really pissing me off. Let me tell you. Like I could see a false start on like a first and ten, but it's like every time it's on a critical play, or it's to a turnover. Robach was a mess. I'm talking about drawing a line in the he sand across this line. You do not. He was a screw-up. He was a botch. Man, I mean, he was a total washout. Was he a snafu? <laughs> was he a hanging? He was a hanging. Yeah, that's the O-line report pretty much. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about more about the injuries here in a wee bit. All right, then. Um, All right. Well, I guess it's time for you know what, then. Is that it for the O-line? That's all we're going to talk about? Yeah, dude. We're, we're rushing through this thing. It was yeah, such a crappy I mean, other than, other than that stuff, the O-line did a great job. Clinton Portis went for 129 yards, two touchdowns. He had a 6.1 yard average. Mm-hmm. Dude, isn't he, is he or is he not leading the NFL right now? He's rushing. leading the NFL in rushing right now. Oh, I thought he was number basically, two. Basically, the only reason the Redskins lost the game was the three, losing those three turnovers. I or know. losing those three uh, fumbles. Oh, yeah. Campbell had another 200-yard game. I mean, the team was strong pretty much all the way around. It was just the turnovers. The turnovers and Lee Torrance. Torrance. (laughs) We're going to have to break out that Red Hot Chili Pepper song because the Redskins really beat themselves. I mean, they gave it away, dude. Yeah, if you looked at the stats, I don't have them in front of me, but I'm pretty much sure the Redskins dominated in almost every category. Yeah, they did. Give it away, give it away. 22 first downs, 8 for for St. Louis. They only had 8? 22 to 8. Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. 368 yards to 200. Six yards carry to 3.7. 187 yards passing to 124. Shall I go on? Yeah, go on. All right. I didn't think um, it was this bad. Well, there's one thing that we did not lead in. Punting, the punting average, we we were uh, we were losing on that battle. What was that? Uh, I'm a possession. Washington led that by two minutes. Um, St. Louis actually had more yards on penalties and more penalties in general. But uh, dude, there's no excuse for us to win then. But look at the one major category: the turnovers. What was it, three to one? Yeah, there's no excuse for us to have lost that game. Three no to excuse, one. dude. No three fumbles lost. All right. Well, with that in mind, we got to come out of this with something good. So, and now the coveted and ever elusive Game Ball Award. Time for the Game Ball Award. Uh, Josh? Game ball. Josh, who's your game ball going to? My game ball? My game ball is going to that awesome rookie dog. Woo! My game ball is going to Chris Horton. Dude led the team in tackles. He's just going to be so awesome. I'm so excited about this guy on the defense. He does yeah. kick. He's an awesome pickup. Dude. Awesome. He, he, he is. He's. 
I go, and I'll go on the record and say it, he's the best pick we pick. John and I were sitting there talking about it, and we're like, dude, this guy's better than, like, all of our other picks. And then we both looked at each other and went, combined. <laughs> he is, dude. He is, he, is right. he was the. I think he was the last one. I think he was the tenth pick of all of of the list. Dude, he was like the second or third person in the whole league from last being picked. Yeah, I mean the last one for the Redskins. Yeah, but yeah, he was well, nearly the last. He was nearly. Um, what do they call the last pick in the draft? The bottom dweller. No, the Mister. Uh, Mister. Uh, ah, I can't believe I can't think of it. I don't know. Anchor either, of the draft. Cinderella story for sure. Yeah. If. Uh, if you know, if he can be consistent and play like he's been playing for the past, you know, weeks and weeks, um, throughout the rest of the season, they need to give that boy a raise because, yeah, I'm thinking a little bit of a, a restructured contract might come into play after I'm uh, thinking so too. season. Not after the first season, but after the second season. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. It depends. If, if he keeps playing like he's playing right now, I think they need to take a look at him and say, you know, look, we're, we're willing to invest in you. I don't know. All right. What about uh, other than that? I just want to give a shout out to the entire defense. I thought the defense played extremely well, with the exception of Lee Torrance. Except for Lee Torrance, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even know why he was on the field. Anyway. Yeah, the defense only gave up. Well, they gave up what? Thirteen points. Yeah. Dude, they gave up they 19. Did. It was 19 to but 17. Dude, they, they, uh, the they offense know. gave up seven of those points, though. Oh, yeah. The Sorry. For that. <laughs> Some key third down stops, and they, re- and they held it. And, oh, yeah. And, Except and for Lee Torrance. Except for Lee Torrance. Anyway, there's Lee. How about you guys? My game ball goes to Clinton Portis. Which also, and yet again, I had a bad week. Yet again, a little bit of eating crow because recently I've been talking about how Clinton Portis was not worth the trade for Champ Bailey in that second rounder, and he has been a demon, a monster this season. Six point one yards a carry, twenty one rushes for one hundred twenty nine and two touchdowns. He didn't fumble. Mm-hmm. All I have to say Danny about that. And shout out to beast. the line for opening up those huge holes for him to run through. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of nice catches too, like that one around the that little swing pass. That's that's something that they used to have bets do with the, with the old regime, and now Zorn. Um, during the Eagles game, he had the swing pass, and Zorn like pointed to him afterwards. and was like, "Yep, that's right. I told you, you can make these plays." Kind of look. It, it looked like yeah. what he was trying to say, and he, he, they had that again in this game. Dude, mm-hmm. if if Clinton Portis can, I mean, we all know he's an awesome running back, but if he can take, if he can have that confidence to make those plays, like we're talking about. When he makes that, uh, when he gets stuck on the outside there and he's, and he's up against the uh, sideline, you know, I think he's got it in him to be a back that, that can pause and cut and, and, and gain a, a whole lot more yards out of the end of some of these plays. Yeah. I think he just needs to realize that he's got it in him. I mean, he got 14 yards on that one swing pass. Yep. Mm-hmm. Does he's he seem stronger I mean, than he really, used to? He's really having a strong year. Does he seem stronger yeah. to you guys? Like, he used to be, he was a little more you know, jukes and spins to get away from people. Now he just plows them. Yeah, he's been housing. Some he's, you know, I think this is this is it. This could be his signature year. This could be the, the pinnacle for him. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not the pinnacle. I hope it's the... If it is, I hope it sits up on the summit for a while. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> I know who my game ball is going to. That uh, gentleman... Um, that blocked Grimmer. the kick in the Dallas game. <laughs> <laughs> that was outstanding. That was outstanding, but you have to give a kick or a game ball to somebody. On the Dude, yeah, it has to be a Redskin. Well, mine was going to be, Cl- can I Portis. give it to Clinton Portis also? Because that's who I was going to give it to. Sure, you can double up if you want. All right, I'm giving yeah, it to Clinton Portis up. for the 120-some yards and... Yet again, and two touchdowns. Brilliant performance, Clinton. Brilliant. And I Ready hope you continue that this week. Here, here's Josh's trivia, though, because I know we'll get to Tom's trivia here in a little bit. But because uh, um, you know, I gave the game ball there to uh, to Chris Horton, and before Chris Horton, because I know we've talked about him a bunch this season so far. When's the last time we 
gave a game ball to a rookie. Probably Carlos Rogers. Um, or Sean Taylor. I don't know. I don't know. We probably gave one. I probably gave one to Durant Brooks when he had like one really good game in preseason. I think. I think I did. It matters not. Man, we're gonna have to get a statistician. Now that we've got, now that we're approaching 150 episodes, we're gonna have to get a statistician to go back and listen to everything and write all this stuff down and compile a database. Um, Oh, speaking of dudes, I forgot about this a few weeks ago. Josh told me that he has located episode two, the lost episode. Lost episode. (laughs) What's the deal with that? Were you gonna give it as like a as a prize or something? I don't know. We're trying to decide what to do with it. It's maybe be- maybe we'll do something with it around our 150. Yeah, it's a beautiful. Well, we finally episode. got it cleared by the uh, the, the the CIA to, uh, <laughs> to actually release this episode. Um, we had to use the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, it took a while, but we were actually able to get this through. Um, there's going to be a couple sections of dead dead air, and it's not because we sucked back then. It's it's really because they had to uh, block some some stuff out, some some uh, some secrets. <laughs> and secrets. We had some. Apparently, uh, there was some secrets. Some cryptic code in there. Right. Uh, cryptic code. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, our listeners don't know this at, at episode 142. But if you go back and you listen to all of our episodes, at some point in each episode, there is some sort of cryptic code. Uh, you know, it's kind of like um, uh, what's the magazine that does that with their spine covers and it forms a picture. Mad, Mad magazine. magazine. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Mad Magazine where you fold them they make a different I picture I don't know dude anyway like yes spine, it is yeah except yeah, ours is anyway, audio fine covers uh, you know if you go back and you, you book in our episodes you might get something you might find out some profound information yeah basically Life. what happened was Harry Hug Football how drunk you are <laughs> Harry Hug Football in episode 2 um, uncovered some um, very obscure rules to the game of American football not not unlike the dropkick rule and we had forwarded these rules to um, members of the Redskins coaching staff to take advantage of and uh, Bill Belichick was spying on us at the time and um, basically he uh, intercepted our um, stuff and we had to go through this whole legal battle to get back episode two but anyway around about episode 150 we will release that (laughs) and you'll be able to hear anyway moving forward in tonight's episode, we're done with the crappy loss to the Rams. Uh, we can put it behind us, and I can sleep a little bit easier since both the Nats and the Cowgirls lost this week. Um, it, it, you know, it absorbs some of the blow of that loss. Yeah, and damn, if Dallas didn't almost cheat their way to a victory in that, at the end of that game. Oh, don't even get me started on that. Oh, man. <laughs> Dudes, you guys tell us. If there's an injured player on the other team, do they usually call a penalty or call an injury timeout in the last two minutes and then take that timeout away from the team? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. I've never heard of them saying that. It's either a penalty or like a uh, uh, a stoppage of play. Yeah, yeah. It's either a penalty or a a timeout or a 10-second – is it a 10-second runoff? It's something like that, but I think in this situation – it would have been a penalty if they did not have timeouts, but they had two timeouts remaining. Yeah. It was ridiculous. They put Dallas in field goal range. And then and then also that whole stretch, that last um, drive Dallas had, I swear they had three minutes between every play. I think they just turned off the play clock. I, they had, I believe they had the refereeing crew that the Redskins had the week before. I'm pretty sure it was the same guys. Oh, I man. think I said that when I was watching it at the very end of it. But – it matter not because uh, <clears throat> drive a stake through the Dallas fans. They lost in overtime in a very dramatic fashion. They lost their punter. They lost their quarterback. For the year with a broken foot, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, should we just go into the state of the NFC East right now? Dude, before we do that, I got to say, I got one more little kick that didn't get kicked out there. And um, <laughs> I, I got, <laughs> Dude, you're like I way got, late. Dude, I'm sorry. I just, before we go on, I just thought about this. You know, I was kind of going through down my mental list of notes here. Uh-huh. And, and John, because John and I were yelling our, our lungs out about this, was um, what was with the refs and the clock at the end of the first half? 
Yeah, what was up with that? Oh, uh, when we had two seconds left on the clock? There was two seconds plainly left on that clock, and they didn't put them back. Dude ran out of bounds. It. it was like stepped out of bounds, stepped out of bounds, two seconds stepped left, out of bounds, and then the clock kept ticking. Seconds. Yeah, two, we we definitely had one. time for a uh, Hail Mary there. Yes, exactly. Not not that it probably would have made a difference, but it should have been another play. I know, like but if it was second, Dallas, they were giving them counts in any NFL game. If it was and, Dallas, they would have given it back and given them five extra yards. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I just had – just seemed to me like the rest weren't paying attention to the clock. There was another time where it's like the whistle was really late or something. I mean, you know, or, or, or uh, the snap didn't get off in time. Is it me uh, or the refs worse this year than any other year? Do you think they're under just more scrutiny or do you, do, do you think it, they just suck? I think they're worse, and I think, I think they're so they, confused so now. They're confused with all these rule changes, and they like have meetings like, uh, uh what's that rule now? Um, yeah, while they're not working their regular jobs because they're all damn part-time. The refs need, we've said this before, the refs need to be full-time. They need to have a full-time staff of refs. Yeah, dude. Pay them a real salary they, they can get... live off of that's equal <laughs> to or greater than normal day job this, so you know completely take every ref should be able to take this super seriously and not have to worry about something else yeah, yeah. And in the off season they should just watch tape of plays and be like how would you call this no that's incorrect for this reason and like go through all this schooling yeah so and, yeah, uh, there's never an exactly. issue they could just pay yeah, him, like well, the I mean, league minimum get, rookie minimum no, would be get, enough come on the, the ref should get time off between february and you know, when the first little mini camps and stuff starts. So they should get a couple of months off, and then they should have summer, sure. like, summer class sessions, like you said, where, they, where they're reviewing the rules, any rule changes, watching tapes with examples, going through this whole structured thing. And then they should be, you know, full-time in, on through, you know, from the beginning of, of uh, uh, you know, of the preseason right on through the, through the Super Bowl or through the uh, – Whatever the other game is. Through the, the Pro Bowl. Bowl. Through the Pro Bowl, yeah. All the way through. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why can't they rest them full time? Yeah. You know? Why I can't mean, they just it's make probably a strain on their families. they got to travel and stuff anyway because it's a second job. It's not like they spend their whole week lollygagging around with the family and then they're off to, to do this. Yeah. Yep, so a mini kick to the rest. Yeah. All right. Anyway, go ref union. Go ref union. <laughs> all right, and then we're all right. We're moving on to the uh, what were we moving on to? The injury board. Wait, wait. Say say all right again. All right, all right, all right, all right. The injury report. Injury report. The Redskins suffered a few injuries in this game. Um, Liddell Betts is probably the biggest one. What is he out two to three, four weeks? He's out two to four. He's got a sprained knee. Sprained knee. Justin Tryon is hurt. Samuels. What's happened to Sam? What happened to Samuel's knee? He hurt his. Samuel's knee. has a tweak in his knee. He did not undergo an MRI. He should be fine. Tweak. Um, okay. Horton has a little uh, twinge in his ankle. He should be fine. Thrash knee. He's also day to day. The significant stuff is Betts with his knee. He'll be out for a couple weeks. Stephon Heyer is still not in game shape. He he doesn't have enough power in his shoulder to start. Uh, Malcolm Kelly. They're contemplating injured reserve for him again because he had his knee drained twice last week. Um, we did see Sean, or, uh, Jason Taylor come back, um, and he played at about his usual 75%, so hopefully he won't get injured anymore, and we might actually get him for real for a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, Reed Dowdy is out. He is on injury reserve. Done He's had a back injury. He is out. A what injury? A back injury, and he has had numbness in his foot. That's not good. No, it's not good at all. So he's he's been placed on injured reserve because they think it's they haven't said they think it's pretty serious, but it sure sure does sound like it. Like a pinched nerve the or something. Lost his hearing. He's got a back injury. His child's ill. His child's ill. Sound a hard time, man. He is going through it, and you know I got I, you know we've said it before, but you gotta you gotta uh, give a round of applause to Reed Dowdy for really you know, stepping in and doing great things last year, and I mean. He did. He did fine. Hello. That's been such a big step. Up. Are you there? Can you hear? Hello, Josh. You're fading in and out. <laughs> yeah, you're fading in and out. Really? 
He's been a big oh, there you are. step. Hello. Up. <laughs> and a good day to you, sir. Yeah, good luck to Reed Dowdy. Get yourself better for next year, man. We're going to need you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, get better because he's, he's, he stepped up in a really tough position. That's what I was saying. And he's a classy guy, yeah. We couldn't hear That's you. That's what we kind of figured you were saying, but you were kind of in and out. And... Did you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Good. Hear so me anyway. Um... All right, so speaking of uh, injured players, Durant Brooks apparently has had a quad injury for a couple of weeks, and he just got put on the waived injury settlement list, which means that he is <laughs> Waved, as in he waved goodbye. <laughs> Do the canned version, Aaron. What's the canned version? I don't know what happened to the canned version. I think I lost it. <laughs> dude, dude, that hurt me. That hurt me deep, man. But anyway, um, he he, the field position thing in the Rams game was huge, man. Yeah, those punts. I Sweden, was like, damn, Sean Sweden kicking the ball out of bounds on a kickoff for the second week in a row. Seriously, where is his competition? Maybe they're going to bring Durant uh, Burks in and let him kick it off. <laughs> well, anyway, let me go through a list over here real quick. Uh, Durant Brooks has been cut. Um, they brought in this Plackemeyer dude who used to be the punter for the uh, for the Seahawks. Um, um, yeah. Who? Plackemeyer. Plackemeyer. Um Was he any good for the Seahawks? Well, Apparently he's pretty decent. He got cut, so he couldn't have been that good. Yeah, he got cut. Yeah, dude, but, like, one of his old coaches is bringing him back. Yeah, so he must be doing better than uh, than Brooks was. Mm-hmm. So he's in. Um, of course, we know Betts is hurt, so the Redskins have signed Sean Alexander, the former MVP of the league in 2005. And, uh, yeah, dude, uh, dude who has been battling a couple of pretty serious injuries, so that's very interesting. Dude, I talked to some people about that signing today, and they thought it was a good move for the Redskins, and they think that um, Stephen Alexander – sorry, Sean. Stephen Alexander. <laughs> they think that Sean Alexander has a, has something to prove, and he's, he's going to come in, and he's going to um, kick some butt is what they're thinking with a good um, offensive line. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Not like he's going to be the starter or anything, but yeah. No, but quite frankly, dudes, I've – kind of been seeing bets in on some of these series and I've been going, why isn't Portis in? Because yeah. he's yeah. he's about sixty percent of Portis's skill, I would say. And as far as blocking goes, he's about twenty percent. Yeah, his blocking leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> but surprisingly when the team had four fumbles and three were lost, none of them were bets because he used to be so fumble prone. None of them were yeah. Portis hey. either. Yep, none of them are either. I already pointed that one out. Speaking of, speaking of fumbles, you know who else is handling the ball a lot better and protecting it and making sure he's not fumbling? Jason Campbell. Yeah, he's been fantastic. The only fumble, he was he was credited with the fumble, but that was a Raybox's fault because of the bad snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, you know, he's been running the ball a lot more. We've been seeing him, you know, hanging on to it to run, you know, when, he, when he's got no options in the air. Huge and, run. Uh, and, and, dude, on the way, on his run, he's the ball. I mean, he's got yep. both arms around it. You know, he's uh, he's not just flipping it out there on the end of his arm. Dudes. No. And we'd be remiss if we did not point out that he has now set the franchise record for most consecutive passes without an interception. Knock on wood. Really? Has he really? Yes, he has. Nice stat, dude. Nice stat to throw out there. I think you know, he... I think he's going to continue to come into his own, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so am I. Big smooth. They need to bounce back because if you guys didn't see it, um, the Redskins, I'm sorry, the Browns, who the Redskins are playing on Sunday afternoon, totally and completely annihilated the New York Nats last night at the dog. I knew you were going to say annihilated. Did they snap through them? It wasn't even that. It was a... It was, a, it was a debacle, wasn't it? It was a rout. It was a rout. It was a debacle for them, for the Giants in the second half. It was a thrashing of the Giants. Yeah. So we know we got the uh, the Doo Browns coming to town. 
um, who suddenly mm-hmm. decided to show up. Um, the quarterback Anderson, um, he looked like the quarterback Anderson for last year, finally. Yep. And Braylon Edwards, who caught 16 touchdowns last year, caught his second, and he started to show up. Oh, he was huge they last night. They yeah. did destroy the Giants, dude. They wiped them out. They obliterated them. They wiped them off the face of the earth. They eliminated them. They liquidated them. Dude. Eliminated them. They yeah. eliminated all your Browns that belong to us. Eliminated. Um, oh, one more note on the uh, rosters and all that stuff. Um, Justin Hamilton, the safety, who impressed kind of at the end of preseason but never really got on the field. He got cut today. Um, and the Redskins signed Mike Green, a nine-year veteran who used to play for Blosh at the Bears, and before that he played for Seahawks. The Bears. The Seahawks. They're like the new Jets. We actually us. brought somebody from the Bears. The Bears and the mm-hmm. Seahawks. Instead of trading somebody to the Bears? Yeah. Well, if he's any better than Adam Archuleta, I guess it'll be okay. So is that Adam Archuleta actually playing well right now? I don't even know if he's playing right now, to be honest. I haven't heard his name all season. I've heard Brandon Lloyds a few times. I think he's injured. Yeah, he's injured. He did, he did catch a touchdown pass this year, though. Well, he did that it's last more than he did for us. In preseason. <laughs> Dude, uh... He's, um, I hear he's got a new rap song out, too. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that. Um, no. Anyway, what did you get? You guys thought the Browns looked pretty good last night. I think to stop them, I mean, the Giants, I believe, could have run won that game if they would have just kept running the ball. They just kept trying to pass it. I don't understand why. And that dude, I, I don't know what his name was, but didn't he have three picks? Yeah. Sheesh. Anyway. Um, anyway, the one thing we got to watch out for more than anything else, I mean, the Browns have weapons on offense. We know they have some weapons. Um, Kellen Winslow was out, incidentally, last night. They still played that well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's out with an undisclosed illness. He was in the hospital for a few days. And not to make light of it, but I mentioned that to Roberta yesterday, and she was like, he's got the class. Ew. <laughs> it was like, and she was like, well, it's undisclosed. Why wouldn't they mention what it is if it wasn't a, a venereal disease? Um, all right. Thanks for that, Roberta. Thanks for that inside report. That, that, that's the Literally. medical report from Roberta. <laughs> Dude, Kellen Winslow Jr. more than likely has the class. Tomorrow, someone's going to have that up on the internet. Like, Washington Post reports. Kellen Winslow has the, has the class. Sources say. A reliable Kellen source. Winslow. Kellen Winslow's got an itchy crotch. A reliable um, source close to the situation. Reli- <laughs> Um, sources, um, sources that were once close to the situation. <laughs> it's kind of a hairy situation there. Oh man! Oh, that's so wrong. <laughs> we need to we need to stop while we're ahead. So wrong. But but speaking of Browns, uh, um, going back to the Browns here. Um, what is the what is Sean Rogers, the lineman, the, the nose tackle, dude, the giant one? He's like three hundred and forty pounds. I know, and he housed Eli Manning. I think he's Dude, the biggest a... player in the NFL. He is ridiculous. And he's a defensive uh, there somebody, lineman. There's somebody else, D, that yeah. I thought it was like 379 pounds. Is he a defensive lineman, though? I don't know. Dude, I don't like... know. All I know is that Sean Rogers is just – he's just a <laughs> – I can't call him a monster because I already said that about someone tonight. But Dude, he's golden scary. Gold. He's so he's huge. Golden, golden Corral needs to sign him up. He needs to be their poster boy. Dude, all oh, I know man. is that we ain't going to be running over him, so Portis, you're going to be running around him. You know Casey Raybach's nervous. You know he's going to have at least one false start. <laughs> Dude, you know that. Oh, man. Don't Casey, get me started. Casey Raybach. Casey Raybach's got that big boy going to be breathing down his neck all night. Man, his brains are going to be sweating. Jason Campbell's going to have some stinky hands. <laughs> chaotic funk. Some chaotic funk on the top of that left hand. Um, what do we got next there? <laughs> um, so, oh, in your injury report, you never said anything about um, Springs. So is he finally, like, off the report altogether? Sean Springs is not on the report yet. Of course, the official report comes out tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, that's when when it gets updated. But right now, it sounds like he's good to go. It doesn't sound like he re-aggravated anything. Um, and maybe his uh, his uh, 
maybe he stopped hurting a little bit. I'm trying not to use some word foul language, but maybe he's uh, sucking it up a little bit and getting out there and playing because we need him because we only have, Torrance. you know, we just put Dowdy on injured reserve. So the safeties we have are Mike Green. Of course, we have our starters, Horton and Landry, and we've got uh, uh, the other rookie, number 41, Kareem Moore. And apparently so, Lee Torrance needs some help, I'll say. Yeah, Lee Torrance. <laughs> uh, um, anyway. <laughs> what, John? Oh, you don't have my can? You didn't find the canned one? God! No, but that sounded pretty much exactly like the canned one. That's what I was like. <laughs> So anyway, um, it's time for the state of the NFC East address by Jonathan <laughs> Adams. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown of the NFC East right now. Uh, right now, as we all know, the Nats lost. Hold on. Dallas lost. The Redskins, unfortunately, lost. Um, and the Eagles won, so uh, the Giants have a half game up on the Redskins and the and the Cowboys, and the Eagles are one game behind the Skins and the Boys. Um, as we all know, Dallas Cowboys have suffered a myriad of injuries, and hot off the presses today, Pac-Man Jones got, uh, I want to say it, but he is suspended indefinitely, but he is not completely C-U-T, so I'm not going to say it yet. But, uh, yeah. But he's out at least for the next Redskins game. Which he's is out at least for four day, four games, and most likely I think he's done. No and matter all the stuff that Jerry Jones tried to do to keep him from getting in trouble, how he tried to cover up everything so much, including the fact that he was drinking alcohol, and he had an incident, which he's clearly not allowed to do. Dude, um, his incident... Aaron, what was the quote you heard dude, from? His incident was he got in a fight with his, quote, bodyguards... But they were really babysitters assigned by the Dallas Cowboys to keep him out of trouble. Right, which means probably he was trying to get into trouble and one tried to stop him. And he tried to hit him or something. And yeah, he probably like swung at him and hit him or something like that. And then the cops didn't get called for two and a half hours because you know Jerry Jones was in like ultra, ultra a cleanup mode trying to keep anything from happening. Like the wolf in uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> he was. He was trying to. Oh, you calling the wolf? Anyway, yeah, um, the quote that I read in the newspaper today when I went down to the break room, he said it was J- Jerry Jones, and he was talking about the whole Pac-Man Jones incident, and he said, um, this is this is nothing. If I, if I suspended him for this, I would have had to suspend half the team over the last 20 years. <laughs> My point exactly. Thugs. America, here's your team. Here's your Dallas Cowboys. Classic organization in Texas. But they're registered to vote in, like, Oklahoma, aren't they? Something like that. What? What? Didn't you guys hear about they found, like, these fake, like, voter registrations in some other state and someone had put in the names for the entire Dallas Cowboys starting lineup? You didn't hear about that whole Acorn? No. There's like this company called Acorn, which goes out and signs up like voters or whatever. And they had this whole huge thing where they had like found all these fake ones, and like some of them were Dallas. They discovered like one after the other. It was like the lineup for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, no. And um, I guess they're the people, going through. They're going. This guy can't vote. He's a felon. This I, guy can't vote. <laughs> yeah, that's I, like, I was like, well, they know they're not going to be voting in that in Texas. So. Oh man, that's crazy. Anyway, anyway, we know Pac-Man is out indefinitely. Uh, the punter is out, broken foot. Romo's out with a broken pinky. Aww. Um, Felix Jones is out. What happened to him? Do you guys remember? He's out for at least a couple of weeks. I think Hurd's out for the season. Hurd might be out for the season. So they signed yet another classy player, Roy Williams, who's pretty much worn out his welcome in Detroit. Mm, class. I want to see how he and um, um, Terrell Owens play nicely in the sandbox together, catching the yeah. Same Dude, that's a really good point because uh, one person on ESPN this afternoon, <laughs> one person on ESPN this afternoon 
was like, yeah, Roy Williams is obviously going to be the heir apparent to old, to, the, to an aging Terrell Owens. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be awesome. Yep. So hell Brad Johnson, who looks like the old Man Johnson, the greasy kid from elementary school, the kid that looks like he stinks all the time. <laughs> the kid that looks like he would stink. Yeah. Remember Aaron, you're the one who pointed that out years ago. He's like, doesn't he look like one of those guys that like stink? Because he always looks greasy, but he doesn't really. But he probably doesn't really stink. Well, here's the thing that stinks. Dude, is he, he... Dude, all I know is I didn't know that the NFL allowed allowed rascals on the field. <laughs> the little rascals. <laughs> Dude, all I know is this. All I know is this, man. That guy is a self-proclaimed lifelong Redskins fan, and now he's on the Cowboys. Seriously, I know. We'd yeah, but we brought, this up, we brought this up last year, or, or at one point, because he got unceremoniously let go by the Redskins. So, and he's got his burgundy and gold rascal, and he's driving it around on the stomach. <laughs> well, you know, we uh, we uh, we we like Brian Mitchell, but he did leave. He did get unceremoniously uh, cut, and uh, he went and played for the Giants and the Eagles. So, yeah, I know. Dude, I, I can't believe Brad Johnson, but I still can't wait to see the Redskins. Hopefully, Romo won't be back in the Redskins to destroy him. No, they said I Romo still think will about be back. Brian Mitchell game. wearing that ugly green. Yeah. Can we not talk about the Cowboys anymore? I'm about to puke. All right, oh, we'll talk about the Eagles. About um, apparently, uh, McNabb got them got them together by complaining about them publicly and saying that they were better than any of the teams they beat, like the Redskins. <laughs> um, and we know the Giants. Tell me lies, time. tell me sweet little lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're better than every team that we've lost to. Yeah. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. We were just trying. Right, that's that's the quick sum up of the NFC. I really wanted to bring that up just to uh, say what the records are for everyone and talk about how ridiculously horrible the Cowboys last few days have been. Oh, hold uh, on. Before we go for, further, I got to talk about Michael Strahan because after the oh, game, yeah. after the game with the Redskins, directly after the game, he was on the Fox post game, reaming the Redskins hell. They should have taken care of business, and they're not a good team, and it would come out, and blah, blah, blah. Only to see his beloved Nats get routed by the one and four Browns. That's two and three Browns. What? That's the two and three Browns now. Sorry. Two and three, dude. So they were one and three, sorry. Now they're the two and three Browns. But still, man, he needs to learn to keep his mouth shut. And all I can say is rematch our house. Next oh yeah, time. bring it. You know he's gonna go homer. You know he's gonna go homer. Mm-hmm. He's still not as bad as Emmett Smith. Man, I don't see how he still has a job announcing. He's just bad. Mm-hmm. Dude, we'll see. We need to play like we did week before last against the Browns. Well, that's we another thing the against the Rams. Yeah, man. I was gonna Coming say up for this. the Browns. So, oh, go ahead. I go was ahead. gonna say that at least the Browns kicking their butt may have woken up the Redskins so they won't overlook this team. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, too. I seriously hope so. Anyway. Anyway, what else what we, got? we got? We got some trivia, right? Um, you yeah. into that? You know what it's time for? It's time for... Tom's Trivia! Dude, did you just do that, or did you have that recorded? Because you sounded constipated. <laughs> I got for you for that one, dude. Seriously. Hey guys, it's Tom with another episode of Tom's Trivia. It's uh, only been a few hours since that debacle against St. Louis, but honestly, you get what you deserve when you keep turning the ball over inside the opponent's territory and leading one to directly to seven points the other way, which was clearly a 10-point play at minimum, or, you know, 50-yard field goals clanking off the upright and going in, or, you know, snapping the ball, you know, low and left past the uh, quarterback on a shotgun, you know, Casey Rayrock's good for one screw-up a week. Uh, honestly, we, we deserve it, and I think we sort of proved that we are a much better team than they are, because if I, if I remember correctly, if I understand the stats, uh, except for that 43-yard Hail Mary there at the end of the game, 
uh, Boulder had less than 100 yards passing. And their team didn't have 100 yards rushing, so they had nothing on offense. And their defense didn't really stop us. We just stopped ourselves every time we got inside their 35. So, you know, we it was a textbook way for a bad team to beat a good team. It was the Redskins perfectly filled it out. They simply allowed them to stay in the game. They made mistakes, let them keep their confidence. And when you allow a bad team to stay in it, sometimes they find a way to win. And they did it today. And we deserve it. And hopefully we can use this as a huge kick in our ego so we don't take any anybody lightly. I feel bad for Cleveland next week because I have a feeling we're going to run up on them. But, uh, yeah, that was we deserve it. And, um, you know, frankly, we should look at this as reform, too, not that we just lost to a god-awful team that may only win three games this year. So, anyway, enough of the bad news. Onward and upward. As for last week, uh, David from Michigan was the first one with the right answer, but let me go back and give you the question again. It was, name the six Redskins who got a ring on each of the Super Bowl winning teams for the Redskins. That would be Super Bowl 17, Super Bowl 22, and Super Bowl 26. There are only six guys that are, on, are members of all three of those teams, and they have rings to show for it. Those six are five of them on offense, one of them on defense. On offense are Joe Jacoby, Russ Grimm, Jeff Bostic, Art Monk, Don Warren, and on defense, Monty Coleman. A lot of you wanted to put Daryl Green in there, but if you remember correctly, he was drafted the in the first round of the year after the Redskins won the Super Bowl against Miami. He was drafted in 1983. Some people put Charles Mann in there as well. He also came in 93, in uh, 83, and uh, they were not part of the first team. There are no highlights of Daryl Green in Pasadena. Uh, so, um, there you go. And David from Michigan was the first one with the full correct answer, so congratulations to him. And there were plenty of people sitting in answers that were great. Um, some of you got answers in earlier, but were not correct. So keep the answers flowing, and uh, look forward to next week. And in a similar vein to last week's question, despite the loss to uh, the Rams, I thought I'd ask another Super Bowl-related question. Who are the three current Redskins who have a Super Bowl ring? Very simple. Unfortunately, there's only three of them. Hopefully, there'll be 53 next year, but... Uh, there are only three current Redskins, part of the current roster, that have Super Bowl rings. Who are they? All right, well, thanks for listening, and uh, I'm sorry it's such a downer of a week, and I'm going to avoid most uh, highlights and newspapers and post-game shows and Monday morning wrap-ups and all that stuff. I'm going to avoid all of it. I don't want to listen to it. But hopefully we can rebound nicely next week. I'll be there against Cleveland, screaming my head off, and uh, hopefully we can turn this thing around quickly because we need to make this one a distant memory. And you can take out Cleveland, take out Detroit, and get ready for Pittsburgh. That's what you have to do. Fortunately, Dallas lost today, which makes things a little bit easier to take. And the way they lost was oh so sweet with a block punt in overtime. But we got to take care of our business first. got to keep the Giants within sight. we got to beat these NFC opponents. And we have to win our home games. So keep your chin up. This is just, this will be a learning lesson. This will be a test for Zorn to see how you keep the players motivated. And uh, hopefully we can turn this into a positive. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hail the Redskins. All right. Thanks, Tom, for another great episode of Tom's Trivia. And congratulations to Dave for being the first person that wrote it in. We also got a pretty funny uh, voicemail from Big Mike. Where's Big Mike from? Dude, Dave and Big Mike were really close together on the voicemail there. Uh, Now, was it a matter of moments? You know what, though? It, It doesn't matter. I'll say what I said earlier on. And you can go back and listen. It's it's not the first person to get it right. It's how many times a person gets it right throughout the season. So, for oh, instance, okay. right now David is still maintaining his lead. But, you know, say Big Mike comes in the next couple of weeks and gets the answer right. David takes a week or two off, which we know he probably won't do. Dude, well, that's no uh, fair because that means Dave would already have it wrapped up as long as he answers them every week. What? I, think, I think it should be the first person that gets it in wins the prize. See what I'm saying? Well, we can't change Dave's the already got a lead, so everyone else. Well, like might we ever look. stick with the same rules anytime, anyway. <laughs> well, everyone else might just be might as well just be like, well, since I didn't send it in the first week, I might as well forget it. Anyway, big good Mike, point, dude. big Mike did <laughs> send in an answer, and uh, we're gonna play it at the end of this podcast because it's pretty funny. 
Well, let's It'll just be the say track. David David maintains a comfortable lead at this point. Let's just hope he doesn't give it away. Give it away now, like the Redskins did this past week to the Rams. Yeah. Let's hope for Dave in Michigan, the Michigander, that that doesn't yeah. happen. But anyway, congratulations to Dave and thanks, Tom, for Tom's trivia. Um, as always, as always, what we have now is Josh's little segment that he likes what to call. Little, dude, that he seriously, like, that he likes to call. <laughs> Josh's little segment. Josh's little segment. Dude, can you come up with some uh, synonyms for that one? Um, what? For, for Josh's little segment? No, just little segment in general. Tweet? Um, yeah, I could do that. I could come up with uh, section, sector, division, portion. Constituent. My element. Here, all right, we're ready for Josh's constituent. My little element, my unit. Anyway, Josh likes... My compartment, my branch, my wing, so to speak. Where are you now? (laughs) My chunk, my portion, my section, my part, my slice, my fragment, my wedge, my lump, my lump. All right, all right. This week's Where Are You Now? Now, <laughs> my little segment. <laughs> this week's Where Are You Now? I thought about this, and uh, and I was looking for somebody interesting. And, you know, I, I stumbled across this guy, and uh, it's kind of a recent Redskin, you know, in recent years, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. But the thing that really got me <clears throat> was his constituent. His constituent, his, his segment. Um, yeah, the thing that really, the thing that really got me about this guy's constituent uh, wing branch, um, is you is is you ain't my his, constituents. Uh, what? Is you is what, is you ain't my constituents. <laughs> Was his business ventures both while he's in the league and the, and it appears while he's working his way out of the league. Let me guess, a car um, dealer. <laughs> um, no, not quite that. Not quite that fun. Um, but but close. Uh, this guy's a linebacker. He uh, played for the Washington Redskins in 2002 and 2003. Um, that stint with the Redskins was sandwiched between a couple of uh, a couple of uh, different times with the Eagles. Anybody got a clue? Jeremiah Trotter. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremiah Trotter. There you go. Yeah. Sweet. Jeremiah Trotter. I got one. That's the guy. What, he suck when he played for the Redskins? Well, dudes, let me tell you this. This, this, You get a kick out of this, all right? And this is why I pulled this one up. Did you guys know that Jeremiah Trotter, he's apparently quite the businessman, okay? Um, Jeremiah Trotter in the year 2000, when he was back playing with the, uh, the Eagles, now, this is before he came to Washington. He opened up a hair salon. Interesting. Was it called X-Mentions? No. And this is dead serious. It it, it was in uh, Willingboro, New Jersey, and it's called the TNI Unisex Salon. Sweet. The now, you look at your T and I, like Trotter and somebody else, incognito. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you look at Jeremiah Trotter and you think, is that a dude that really you think is going to open up a salon? I don't know. Get it there to... Congratulations, Jeremiah, for being such an entrepreneur. No, dude. dude, dude, dude. <laughs> no, there's more, dude. Oh, oh there's more. All right, but hurry so up because we're closing in on the long apparently... podcast here. Just go ahead. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll speed this up. But apparently when he was with the Redskins, you know, his entrepreneurial spirit was also uh, coming out. He decided that he needed to open up not a car dealership, but a car wash. Excellent. And, a, and is and that car wash him and called, Marvin Harrison, dude? Dude, it's called Trot's Spot Car Wash. Trot's nice. Spot Car Wash. We're also huh. located in New Jersey, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, and he also uh, owns a couple of other car washes in, uh, in in some of the other areas around Cherry Hill up there. Um, 
I think he's also got a business in, in Ocean City, uh, somewhere along the boardwalk or something like that. But, dude, I just found that interesting. You, you just don't think an NFL player is going to be opening up a hair salon. Well, apparently it was it was somebody and he. It wasn't just him. Yeah. All right, dudes, we got to wrap this thing up. We are over. We are over one hour. We need to constipate this thing. We must leave. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up. Hopefully, the Redskins will take it to the Doo Doo Browns come Sunday. I think it's I think it's a four o'clock game. Is it not? Four fifteen kickoff. Very good. Good to bring that up. It is a four fifteen kickoff. Um. So. uh, Yeah. Um, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully after a victory and another Dallas loss and another Giants loss. And, and another Eagles loss. And another Eagles loss. After a victory, you mean after a triumph, conquest, win, favorable result. Oh, for Pete. Play play the music. And until then, dudes, if you Mastery. see Mastery, hail to the Redskins. And as always, if you see a Cowboys fan, a walkover, bye, bye. a thrashing, a trailback. That's my old ass quarterback. A superiority. What's up, Harry Hog Football? This is Big Mike. I love the show. I'm going to keep listening. I hope to keep putting it out. Uh, ooh, I see a Dallas fan. Uh, I got to go. Got to go pee on him. Later.